0: Before we dive into today's episode, I have a very special announcement. I am giving away a free 30 minute one-on-one call with me. Free, totally free, no strings attached, just you and me talking about your goals, your mindset, your habits, your dreams, everything. So here's how you enter to win. Send an email to hello at lifecoachbaker.com with the subject line free session, and it will be on a first come first serve basis guys. So if you are listening to this, go, 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 go send that email. And even if you didn't get chosen, which is totally fine, I'm going to be doing this every single month. So just to reiterate, free 30 minute one-on-one session with me, You enter this by sending an email to hello at lifecoachbaker.com with the subject line free session. And who knows, I might be talking to you very soon. And now on to the episode. I looked at what were some of the moments when I actually felt my shoulders relax and I felt at ease. And the shocking thing is that those moments, the exact, like the moments before or the actions that I took before... We're in a direct reflection of my highest love languages. Hmm, so that got me thinking. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker podcast, the place to be to gain a rock solid mindset, create powerful habits, and leap into the life of your dreams. I'm your host, life and mindset coach, entrepreneur, and goal smashing extraordinaire, Nicole Baker. I am here to bring you actionable and applicable tools that you can use in your own life to launch yourself forward, to gain that clarity, and to ignite your motivational fire in order to achieve anything your heart desires. If you have a dream that feels crazy ambitious, if you are an aspiring achiever, or if you know that you are ready to leap into a life that you absolutely love, then you are in the right place. I'm so happy to have you here, and let's dive in. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 37 of the podcast. It really just hit me a second ago when I was typing that in. I was like, wow, we are well over halfway through the first year of this show, and It feels like it's just flying by. And I've always known that I wanted to do something really special for like the milestone podcast episode. So if you guys have any ideas on what you wanna see for episode 50, which is going to come faster than we can possibly imagine, I wanna know what you guys wanna hear. And I know 37 to 50, that's 13 weeks. That can be kind of a long time, but I'm already starting to plan ahead. And you guys know that I always wanna do what you guys want to hear. So to start noodling on that. I'm gonna do the same as well, but I want to just open up that conversation. Cause again, I always wanna do what you guys wanna hear. And actually this week's episode is an audience recommendation so show shout out <laughs> so shout out to Ariana thank you so much for recommending this episode i thought it was such a cool idea and such a cool twist because we're not just going to be talking about the five love languages which are freaking amazing we're going to be talking about how to use the five love languages with ourselves, which I think is really important. Don't get me wrong. I use the five love languages literally all the time with my partner, with my friends, just to know how they work. It's the same, same thing with the four tendencies. Knowing how someone else has expectations, or in this case, knows how to receive love and how it really means the most to them. Knowing that with your inner circle is so freaking important but who is more inner circle than you you're stuck with you (laughs) spoiler alert guys you're stuck with you for the rest of your freaking life it's about time we know how to love and accept and show love to ourself because a lot of us are doing it in ways that are just kind of going in one ear and out the other or where that little left brain says, hmm, are you sure? That sounded kind of, that sounded kind of like half-assed. Are you sure? Are you sure you really love me? Like, I know I'm not the only one who is like maybe looked in the mirror and said, you're freaking amazing. And there's that little voice in my head that says, hmm, but are you? <laughs> Like we all have that voice, but how can we use our own love language to further, I mean, distance ourselves from that voice for sure, but to further tell ourselves how much we love ourselves. I know this is such a cheesy topic and a lot of people could be like, easier said than done. But here's the deal. Learning how to love yourself and having that equal confidence and joy and fulfillment and yada 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 all the words that, that come with loving yourself and loving your life that comes from using the skills and the tools that you learn it's not a magic pill it does not happen overnight I'm sorry to burst anyone's bubble But it comes from using the tools and using the tools more often until it becomes a skill. And then that skill becomes a habit. And then next thing you know, it's really easy to tap into the love that you have for yourself. I think that's the most basic way I can possibly put it. And again, this is not an overnight thing. This shit takes time. But when is a better time to start learning to love yourself? When is? There's a great Chinese proverb that says... The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. The best time to learn to love yourself was probably 20 years ago. But the second best time is now. So let's learn, let's dive in, and let's see how we can use this tool to our advantage. So first things first, what the hell are the five love languages. If you have not taken the quiz or you don't know what I'm talking about, please pause the show right here, go to the link in the show notes and take the quiz so you know what yours is going forward. You're gonna get a lot more out of this episode if you know what your own personal love language is. But for those of you who want just a quick little overview, let's talk about what the five love languages are. So this is all about how we give and receive love. We're going to have a hierarchy. It's not going to be like, I am only this one. You're going to have a little bit of this one and then maybe a sprinkle of that one, but it's going to be mainly heavy in one particular love language, which the five love languages are words of affirmation. So let's look at this as a partner. Let's look at this externally before we go internal. So let's say my love language with my partner is words of affirmation. This is hypothetical. This is super not true. But let's say that that's what my love language is. The best way that I know how to receive love from them is by them saying, oh, you look so beautiful today. Or, hey, darling, I love you so much. You're so incredible. All the affirmation words that we love to suck out of every single situation. That is what I would call words of affirmation. Now, however, if we flip flop it, let's say my partner is words of affirmation, I am not words of affirmation, but the best way that I know how to make him receive love and know that I love him is say, honey, you look so sexy today. Wow, I love you so much. Wow, look at your arms. Have you been working out strong guy? (laughs) Stuff like that. So the next step is acts of service. Again, we're gonna look at this externally before we go internal. So let's say my love language is acts of service, which is actually true, and my partner is not. But the best way for him to show love and connection to me is by taking out the trash or by grabbing me a cup of coffee before I even have to ask for it. That shit is like sexy. That kind of stuff, the anticipating of my needs, The literally just the way to make my to-do list shorter by him taking something off my to-do list, that is like if I ever needed to know how much someone loved me that is the front row ticket (laughs) like have you guys seen the um it's either on Pinterest or Instagram or probably all over social but um like that feeling when he grabs you a cup of coffee before you ask for it like and it's like this girl like biting her lip or something like that. Um, that's me so (laughs) that's acts of service and again if we were going to flip-flop it let's say his is acts of service mine is super not my way of knowing that I can show him how much I love him might look like making dinner that night to make it so that he can go on an errand or going on that errand for him or um something like that so that's acts of service next up is gifts And I think gifts gets a really bad rap. I want to talk about gifts a little bit more um, uh, matter-of-factly because a lot of times people think that gifts is just like, he bought me a Louis Vuitton bag and now I love him. That's not necessarily gifts. Yeah, sure, that's under the umbrella of it. But gifts can also be something totally, totally different. So same scenario, my love language is gifts, his is super not, but him being able to show that he loves me would be, and this is actually a true story, would be him buying me a cookbook of my favorite style of cooking for Whole30, which you guys know that I go on and off of pretty often, but he bought me this like Asian paleo cookbook and it is my like one of my most treasured possessions because can you guys tell gifts is also super high on my list, but that was just so thoughtful. It, it just says, hey, this little thing really made me think of you and that is so special to me. Flip flop it again. Every single, this is again a true example, every single, um, present or something like that that I give I put crazy amounts of thought of into and for instance let's say with um let's say my my boyfriend's love language is gifts but it's super not but let's for for playing along let's say it is let's say mine's not but I want to make sure he knows that I love him I give him this super personalized gift of again true story um I give him this super personalized gift of uh, a little wall mount where we can post our running bibs and put up our little medals. And it says soulmates, spelled like soul, soul of your shoe. Soulmates in it for the long run. And then it has Brett's name and my name. And it's just like this beautiful big thing. I did get that for him. I'm not gonna lie, toss, toss, guys, I'm a really good gift giver. That's what being your, when your love language is, when one of your high up love languages is gifts, you're a really good gift giver. Um, but I digress. So that's gifts. Next up is touch. Now, before you go like, bow, 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 bow. I've been really trying, that's like touch, yeah, sure, it can be in sexy time, but it can also just be in little pats on the knee. Like, um, this is true story, my, my partner's love language is one trillion percent touch. And something that he does, and something I had to be vi- very used to, was when we're sitting at dinner he'll reach over and just touch my knee. For no reason, just touch my knee. But it's like a little thing of like, hey, I, hey, I'm thinking of you, hey, I love you, hey, I'm listening to you, hey, I care about you. It can be coming up behind them when they're cooking and just giving them a little squeeze, or coming over to them and giving them a little kiss. Now, let's say, for instance, your friend, so we're going to look at this completely non-sexually. Let's say your friend's love language is touch. Something you can do is just like, you know, like, um, give them like a pat on the shoulder when they did a good job or when you're totally understanding what they're saying, like, you know like giving them a high five. I don't know, something, something that does definitely embrace physical touch, saying goodbye to them with a really long hug, stuff like that. That really helps with the touch. Um, and I, I, again, I think touch kind of gets a bad rep because people think it's so like, ooh, ah, sexy, like all that kind of stuff. And to be quite honest, a lot of the touch that happens within the love language is non-sexual. It's very like just meaningful little little pats or just like a little squeeze here and there and it's it's I I'm, I'm gonna be super candid with you guys touch was one of my last very very last ones but when I got in a relationship with someone where that is their high 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 love language I had to get super used to it and it's not like I forced myself or anything, but it was definitely a conscious thought where it's like whenever he reached over and touched me, I was like, that's right, that's him, that's him showing love. And then it was just kind of like a ah kind of moment. So if, for instance, you are someone who is not a touchy feely person, but your partner is, and maybe you get annoyed and you're just like, give me my physical space. Just remember every single time they reach over and they give you a little pat or a little squeeze or a little like, like kiss on the cheek, That is literally just them saying, like, I love you so much that I couldn't keep it in my own body. I had to connect with you. So that's touch. And last but not least is quality time. Based off of my very, very limited and non-existent market research being just my friends and close family members, quality time is the one that I keep seeing pop up most often. Everyone except for me and my family is a quality time love language person. Um, half of my friends are quality time stuff like that but quality time is really simple but we like to make it really complicated quality time is not just sitting side by side with your partner or your friend or whatever watching tv on the couch that's just time quality time what does quality time look like so going out to dinner and God, and actually having a conversation have you guys ever been out to a restaurant and again hmm, pre-COVID times but god I miss those but let's say you were out at a restaurant long ago and you saw you looked over and maybe saw a couple or two friends or something and they were sitting together but they were both on their phones is that quality time absolutely not One of my favorite versions of quality time is going on a walk with your partner or your friend and just talking. That's one of my favorite things to do with my friends is just to like go grab a cup of coffee and walk. We've done that now a few times like socially distance and it feels so freaking good. So let's say for instance though that my love language is quality time. My My partner is wanting to make sure that he knows that I feel loved and feel connected to him and stuff like that. So he might arrange a special date night or he might say, hey, let's turn off the TV tonight and let's like sit at the table and have dinner together and converse like humans or something like that. And let's say flip-flop flip, it again just for safe measure. Let's say mine is not quality time, but his super is. It might be... Hey, let's make a game together. Like that is, that's totally popped into my head, but that's a, that's a good date night. I'm writing that down. Let's like make a game together. Let's make a makeshift board game and figure out how it works and all this kind of stuff. But, and that's totally quality time. Like just like spending time, um, just connecting and, and being creative together, stuff like that. So That is a quick little overview of the five love languages. That's looking at the love languages all entirely externally. So how you can connect with others, how others can connect with you, such and such and such. Now I know you guys know exactly where I'm going with this, but I want to get creative on this episode. I want to really look at some ways that how can we use our own love language, our highest love language, we'll say, to connect with ourselves and show self-love because it's super easy to get hella resourceful and hella creative when it's your partner or your friends or your roommate or stuff like that but how do we show ourselves this and like I said at the beginning of the episode we've gotten really complacent with self-love I think we call it mm, self-care but if you're on this podcast I'm going to wildly guess that maybe sometimes I know, not always, but sometimes, if not maybe the majority of the time, self-care can feel almost like a chore or a little stressful <laughs> or maybe just like, I, I know I'm not the only one, but maybe sometimes when you're sitting in the bath and you're like hashtag self-care but you're like, Okay, I need to do this, I need to do this, and what about this, and 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 this, like, that's not self-care. That is self-stressing you the fuck out. (laughs) So how can we look at self-love and self-care a little bit more personally? You guys have heard me say on the podcast before, it's called personal development and personal growth for a reason. It's personal. It's personal to you. Your version of self-love or using even the five love languages is going to look wildly different from mine even if we have the same love language. So let's say like, because my highest one is acts of service. Let's say yours is too, but we could have two entirely different ways of serving ourselves that will probably (laughs) result in us being different people. And to be honest, that's okay, I celebrate that. That's not even just okay, that's fantastic. I don't want everyone to be cookie cutter versions, I'm digressing. But what, what I want you guys to do is I want you to ask yourself Okay, what is my highest love language? Either by taking the quiz or just self-identifying, but I want you to pause the episode right here and ask yourself that question and get crystal clear on what the answer is. I'm giving you the opportunity to pause the podcast here. Pause it. Okay, good. So I'm assuming that you either just paused it or you already know exactly what your first and foremost love language is. Do you have a big hairy, scary, audacious goal and you are ready to freaking tackle it, but maybe you feel stuck and you don't know where to start or worse, you feel like you're not enough to achieve it. If that sounds familiar, then you might be a great fit for my one-on-one coaching program. If you're ready to learn more, go ahead and send me an email at hello at lifecoachbaker.com and we'll set up your free 30-minute discovery call. Link to my email is in the show notes. Now, back to the episode. So let's dive in and just get a little creative, get the creative juices flowing. But I'm gonna say this is not going to be all the cookie cutter answers. In fact, what I want you all to do is get creative. What are your own? What can you do on your own to to spark some more creativity with this. And I want you to share them with me. Please, if you're feeling up to it, I would love for you to send me a DM on Instagram at lifecoachbaker, or even send me an email with what you did and how it worked, how it went, what didn't work, stuff like that. Send me an email at hello at lifecoachbaker.com. I would love to know what you did and what worked. So with all that being said, let's dive into what the five are, but looking at it entirely from a way of self-care. So first up is words again. Words of affirmation. If you guys know me or if you've been with me for a while, specifically probably more on Instagram than the podcast, we've talked about affirmations and what are some easy ways that you can use affirmations. Um, My favorite is to have it written down somewhere that you see it constantly. And this can be a few different things. One of my favorite things to do with my clients is to help them curate about one to three affirmations that they can post everywhere. I'm talking like the background of their phone, on their mirror, on their toothbrush, on the side of their bed, on the glass of water that they put on the side of their bed, somewhere where you're going to see it every single day. Because there's a reason the phrase goes out of sight, out of mind. If you are someone who is words of affirmation and you are feeling really unaffirmed by yourself, it's probably because you're going on autopilot and letting what the words are in your head, which to be honest, sometimes aren't so great, you're letting them take over and you're letting them just go on a constant stream of thought and they're going to say how awful you are and how terrible you are and let's go this way and let's go that way. No, you're not enough. That's not great. So on and so forth. But if you have constant interruptions where you're reading like, I'm so amazing, and to go the extra mile, you say it out loud to yourself and believe it. That is the best way to use an affirmation. Have it somewhere where you constantly see it. I love sticky notes. I love them so much. And I love having my affirmation be the background of my phone. I think for... Gosh, six months now, the background of my phone has been, I am powerful and grounded. That is just like, when, oh God, whenever I say it, I'm just like, mm, instantly drop in because I believe that that is something. Those are two words that for a while for me were so unattached, but have now become synonymic with synonymic? Synomic, the same. <laughs> but so if you are someone who is words of affirmation, come up with. One to three affirmations that feel really good feel really compelling. Don't just use "I'm great. That's not gonna work, guys. Use something that's really compelling for you. What are certain words that you want to develop? What are some words that you want to become a your part to become part of your identity? You smell them when I'm stepping in. But then post them every single place that you can possibly see on your car. Maybe not on your car because it'd fly off, but on your steering wheel. um, Like I said, on your mirror, on your toothbrush. And just whenever you see it, say it out loud. If you're even looking like a crazy person in your car talking to yourself, I don't care. I'm a crazy person right now talking to myself. The only difference is I have a microphone. So I want you guys to physically, actually out loud say it to yourself because that's when it connects in our brain so I won't get into the neuroscience of that we're going to move on to the next one acts of service I'm not going to lie guys I had a really hard time coming up with a um acts of service that you can use for yourself but when it clicked it clicked and the acts of service for self is delegate if you are someone who is like me, and again, act, this is just one area that you can use acts of service to yourself. This is just the one that was most compelling for me. I thought about this and I was like, what stresses me out? What's me, what makes me feel the antithesis of self-love? And for me, that was stress and overwhelm. So I was thinking about that and I was like, okay, well, what if... I delegated some of that stress and overwhelm, which BT dubs, guys. This girl just hired her first ever VA uh, virtual assistant, if you don't know what that means. And we're really excited about that. That was literally the second I pulled the plug and did it. I like, (sighs) I felt my shoulders drop. It was just such a, and that for me was 1 trillion percent self-care and self-love because it was like, I'm worth not having to do it all. So that felt really, really, really good. So, that for me is a form of self love as acts of service is to delegate. And it was delegate in a way that was, yes, hiring someone for me, but it can also be asking your partner, hey, like, do you mind picking up the dry cleaning on the way home? Because apparently we're from the 50s. Actually, Loki, my boyfriend is a huge dry cleaning person. So, uh, we call him Beauregard sometimes because sometimes he's actually 90, 90 years old. But um, like, can you pick up the dry cleaning or can you, um, hey, I'm, I'm working on this project that I'm really, really excited about. Do you mind cooking dinner? And just something like that, just delegating your tasks or your to-do list so that you don't have to feel that stress constantly. So... That was the only one that I really came up with access service. I want you guys to, if you are access service and you have another option, please let me know. Again, DM me on Instagram at LifeCoachBaker or send me a little quick little love note in an email. Hello at LifeCoachBaker.com. I'd love to know. But moving on to the next one, gifts. I think you guys know exactly where I'm going with this. Get yourself a little gift. <laughs> like, if your love language is gifts, then Buy yourself something meaningful. I think the difference between gifts is like, I think if it's a practical gift, it's acts of service. If it's a meaningful gift, then it falls under the gifts category. I hope that makes sense. So let's say you're someone who does have gifts high up there, if not the highest. What is something that you would just feel so elevated by? What is something that would make you feel like, ooh, I I up-leveled as a human being. Look at me go. Like, you know, I think that what is a small gift that you can get yourself? And you guys, spoiler alert, this doesn't have to be something that's $20 million. Like, that's exaggerating. But like even $100. What's something that is within your budget, whatever budget you're working with right now, that would make you feel really gosh darn good? Like seriously, what would make you feel like something that I'm recently doing is up leveling my entire wardrobe. I noticed that the clothes that I was wearing just didn't reflect the self that I was creating. And so I started getting clothes that you could say that this is practical, but I really see this as meaningful. Like I started getting clothes that made me feel like the next level version of Nicole. The next level entrepreneurial coach, really, truly who I am inside and out. What does that wardrobe look like? And I actually made a vision board just recently and I had some of that on there. And the next day I ended up getting some of that and I feel so freaking good. And it was a huge sale. So, you know, I didn't spend that much money. (laughs) But so that's with gifts. It can be something really meaningful for yourself that reflects how you feel inside. Then touch. I also struggled with touch for this one because how can you, like, I mean, I think we all can think of one way that we can, like, you know, um, do that, but masturbating is what I'm talking about, by the way. Um, but I, I struggled to think of what was another way that was not, like, because I, I really want to break the stigma that, like, touch is only sexy. Like, I think that touch is not, I think it can be really, really meaningful and, stuff like that, but like I I was like, oh, patting yourself on the back. like I mean that kind of feels a little cheesy, but that feels good. And then I came up with power posing. And I was like, okay, so it's not necessarily touch, but it's definitely a form of physicality. And I think that that would be really cool to like, you know, play with the physicality. If you're someone who is touched, then my guess is that you're someone who really likes physical. like, again, I'm not meaning sexy. I'm meaning like, Like, what is a move? What's a pose? What's a, what's a, like a, I like to always think like, make your move. What's a move or a pose that you can do that really reflects that self-care, that self-love? So um, I have a little running joke with all my clients right now that you can do the Patrick Star, which is the starfish, like take up space, literally Patrick Star it out and just take up space, like just allow yourself to feel what it feels like to stretch your body out and to not like confine ourselves in these little boxes and get all small but like actually get really big and outstretch what does that feel like it feels pretty good by the way that feels really awesome so my guess for those of you who are touch people this might be something that's pretty compelling again I want to know what you guys are thinking if you're a touch person what's a really good way of doing that what I can see also being is like oh you know like getting yourself a little this might fall under gifts but I think this could also fall under touch is buying yourself like a little personal massager or like maybe some nice lotion something that feels really good like something like that that could also be a form of touch and self-care then last but not least is quality time when I started thinking about this I immediately went to the artist's way which if you guys haven't read it if you are a creative of any any sort. You guys, I didn't do it when I was a performer. I did it when I was an entrepreneur and it is the reason I am here today. This is actually where I got the idea to start a podcast. But The Artist Way, one of the parts of the course, I'll say it's technically a book, but it's really a course. Um, One of the parts of the course is taking yourself on artist dates. They call it artist dates. I just called them dates. But where you go and just take your own self out. And just connect with something different. So for a while when I was doing this, I was like, okay, practicality. I can go on my grocery runs by myself. That's a date. Uh Uh-uh. No, no, no. Like what they mean by that is like go on a walk and just sit out in the grass and just allow yourself to feel and be. Or go to the museum and walk around just by yourself. Don't bring anyone. And just get connected with your own self. And I'm not going to lie, one of the first things that I did when I started doing these artist dates was I would always have a podcast or something going on in my ears. And after a while, I was like, you know what? This is not really a just me date if I have someone else with me in between my ears. So I took him out and I really just allowed myself to have quality time, wink, wink, with my own thoughts. And... You know, sometimes some really great stuff came out. Like sometimes I would look around and be like, who was that? She's amazing. Who just, that that was me. I came up with like stuff like that. But then also sometimes some little demons came out. You know, that's when I really got good at being like, you know, thank you for sharing limiting beliefs. Left brain, overachiever, Nicole, I so appreciate you sharing, but shut up. (laughs) Um, actually on next week's episode, uh, I get to review or on next week's episode, I get to interview someone who is amazing. I don't know how else to describe him. Spoiler alert. He's been on shows like Grey's Anatomy. He's been on Bosch for all seven seasons. Um, you know, some pretty cool stuff, but Uh, what he was talking about is this idea of our inner critic and naming them. So I'm not going to give out anything, but just the idea of naming them was really interesting. But um, that's a a topic for next week. But for your quality time, it's just the same as if you're with your partner and you're watching TV Then if you're by yourself and you're listening to a podcast or watching something or something like that. It's not quality. It's just time. So make sure you're spending quality time with yourself. So linking it back to the artist states, a lot of the things that she talks about is really doing things that uncover your inner child and kind of, I know that sounds so cheesy, but it's actually really, really powerful. And just opening up that door and being able to talk to them and converse with them and not like a crazy person talking on the side of the street, but just like allowing them to creak, creak, creak open in your brain and, and share things that you haven't allowed them to share in a while. So that is what I would say for quality time. Again, huge blanket statement over all of these. If you guys come up with another idea for your own, um, love language, please share it with me. I want to know. I want to grow on this subject because I think this was such a cool topic and shouts to Ariana. Thank you so much for suggesting this. This was such, such a good idea. But I want to know, what did you guys do? What did you, did you do anything from this episode? Because I think this is really important and I've already taken some tools that I learned from this and, and implemented them in my own life without even realizing it was, it was fulfilling my own love language, which was really, really cool. So maybe even look at some of the things that you've done that made you feel the most relaxed and at ease and ask yourself, what language, if any, did this fulfill or did this, <laughs> what language, if any, did this fulfill and see if it has a little leaning towards one of the love languages, if not. Um, but I'm, I'm curious. I want to hear a lot from you guys from this episode. But you guys, before we finish up, of course, let's do some quick segments. Um, how I got my own way this week. I, you know... <laughs> It it boils into kind of what we were talking about in the episode. I allowed myself to get really overwhelmed and really stressed out um, over quote unquote tasks that had to get done and I bit off more than I can chew and I really, I, I pressured myself into thinking I could do a lot more in one day than I normally allow myself. If you guys know or have been here for a while, you might know that I very, very much so and very particularly and mindfully pick only two to three things to get done that day. Like two to th- three, is the maximum. But I was kind of letting myself lean into five, if not maybe more. And no wonder it just felt like I was a such a weird example. But you know, when um in Spongebob SquarePants, when Squidward, like, cause he's a he's a squid? Yeah, Squid, Squidward. Wow! <laughs> I just made that. Oh my god. Mm, I might cut that out. But he like releases all of his tentacles and he's balancing plates on every single one of them. There's an episode where he does that. But I think it's pressure. Wow. Um, but anyway, so I felt like I was doing that I felt like I was balancing plates on all these tentacles that I didn't have and it was feeling really stressful and so I got done with work because um, normally it's, I'm so lucky that normally my quote-unquote work doesn't feel like work but it did feel like work yesterday and I got done with work and I, I just allowed myself to be like okay what was not working what was not working today because I want to do the antithesis of that tomorrow. And so I looked at my schedule for the next day, which is now today, and I chopped it in half. I said, realistically, I want to get this done and I want to get this done. That's it. I allowed myself two things, one of which was recording this podcast episode. And I'm glad I did it. So, um, And anything else that I do is just kind of that little, like, bonus, but... Um, I, I just wanted to really take the foot off the accelerator and just be like, you know, a word that I'm really wanting to incorporate in my own life is the word ease and that doesn't come naturally to me. And if you're a part of this podcast, that probably means you're an achiever and maybe the word ease doesn't come naturally to you either. But I just, I invite you to figure out how you can incorporate that into your days because we're, you know, we're kind of in the part of life where it feels like we have to create something. We must do something. We feel behind or, you know, like, um, and I know that some people are wanting to create passion projects, but some people are not starting their passion projects because they already feel so behind than the other people who have started and created a, like, multi-million dollar platform. Like, I know this is an ex- a very detailed example, but I've heard it many times. Um, and the truth is, is that everyone starts from zero and, we just need to start. But I think one of the biggest pieces of advice or the biggest lessons that I've learned in my time of coaching is allow it to not feel like you're in a pressure cooker. Like you can invite ease into this. You can invite freedom and joy and, and it doesn't have to feel like you're strangling it. So anyway, I digress. But last but not least, of course... What is a small goal worth celebrating this week? I already kind of spoiled it, but I I hired someone. This is so, you guys, this is a huge freaking deal for me because um, I know entrepreneurs kind of get a little bit of a control freak rap and mm, I so am that. So it was really nice to hire someone who I trust and who gets it, who really is, who is smart, who, 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 I think we'll do really nice things. And I'm just, I, I, I felt a little bit like a, ah, good job. Like, good job. This was the next level version of myself. Good job. And I want to also say like, this, this was a long time coming and this was something I needed to work for. and needed to work up to. but I'm really glad it finally oh, has happened. So, um, hooray for Nicole, but, um, you guys, I love you so freaking much. I, I say this every week, but I'm going to say it again. It never is lost on me that you could do anything for, you know, 40 minutes and yet you're here. And it just, it makes me feel so incredibly grateful. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here and supporting the show. If you guys have not, please, please, please write a little review or rate the podcast five stars. It really helps getting us up the charts. And of course, if you're, if you've maybe already done that, or if you have a platform that you're listening to this on and you can't do that, please, skirt, pause, I'm, 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 I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart, please reach out to a friend, share them with an, share them an episode, share them an episode, reach out to a friend Share with them your favorite episode or an episode that you think that they would really connect to. Maybe you guys have talked about the five love languages in the past and you really wanna share this one with them so that they can explore this idea also. So I would so appreciate it. It really just makes me feel so good. Or if you share it on social, please tag me at Life Coach Baker. I'd love to share it back and share it with my platform and then also just kind of give you a little love note, which would be really fun. But you guys, I love you so much. So, so stinking much. I hope you're having a beautiful week and I will talk to you very, very soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Now, please take a moment to either rate the podcast five stars, write a little love note in the comments, or share it on social and tag me at Life Coach Baker. I mean, heck, you're an achiever. Why not do all three? It helps so much to get the word out there. Now go, take the leap, and achieve your dreams. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.